This one falls under the category of insurance stories. And we're going to talk about umbrella policies, commercial umbrella policies. It may sound boring and, you know, nobody likes to talk about insurance or hear about insurance, but this is a extremely valuable business benefit that if you own a company or own a business that you might be able to take advantage of that helps you develop more business, be more secure, and even make more sales because of your umbrella policy. First of all, what is an umbrella policy? No, it doesn't protect you if it rains. Obviously, that's a, an old and very bad insurance joke, but an umbrella policy has nothing to do with rain. What it does is, like an umbrella, it is over the top of other coverages. So here's a story about a client who had their normal business policies, a general liability policy, they had an, um, an E&O policy for some of their operations, and they had a commercial auto policy because they had some company vehicles, and uh, they had the normal coverages that a business like that would have. And fortunately, early on in their um, policy roundout, they had obtained an umbrella policy, and it was unclear whether or not they had initiated this on their own or if the agent had suggested it, but either way, they had an umbrella policy and they had a claim, right? And what happened was there was a claim with one of their autos, one of their commercial autos that was involved in an accident and the accident caused damage and injury to a couple third parties. It crashed into two other cars and injured a couple people. And the claim was made against the commercial auto policy. Well, the, the company that issued that policy actually denied the claim because the vehicle was not being used for proper business purposes. The owner of the company had um, directed an employee to use the vehicle for something that actually wasn't a proper use of that business operation. Whether or not that claim denial was proper or not, it's debatable, right? But what happened was this company was involved in the business that was a professional services business. They provided a professional service. And the activity that this person was directed to do wasn't part of that service, but the person who was driving the car believed that they were doing something that was part of the business operations. And even the owner of the company thought this was something that was part of the operations. So they put another claim in under their E&O policy, errors and emissions policy, saying that, look, this was basically an error of the CEO saying, here's something that's part of our business, something that should be done for the client, but in reality, it wasn't. So it was like making an error in judgment. Like if you if you consult a client, tell them to do one thing, and really they should do something else, that's an error. So they put it through on the errors and omissions, and it was a different company, and the errors and omissions company said, you know, it's it, it doesn't really meet the exact definition of errors and omissions, but um, we're going to pay the claim. Right? We're not going to. We're just going to pay the claim. Part of the reason that they paid the claim was because the E and O policy was a relatively low coverage. I think they had a fifty thousand or maybe a hundred thousand 
um, policy limit on their E&O. So instead of going back and forth and you know worrying about a bad faith claim or a lawsuit from the company, the insurer, this major insurance company, said, we'll just pay the claim. We'll pay policy limit. And that's important because the policy limit was, let's say, 100000 but the damages and injuries to these vehicles was almost a million dollars, eight, nine hundred some odd thousand dollars. So the E&O policy said, hey, no problem. We'll pay policy limit. Here's a hundred grand. Have a nice day. And had it, if that was all the coverage that existed, the company would have been on the hook for the other 800,000 because the commercial auto wasn't going to pay anything and the E&O had a certain limit on it. And little side note, the only reason this company had E&O insurance was because part of their licensing required errors and emissions insurance, and they just paid for whatever the minimum policy you had to have. Like the licensing division of that state required you to have $100,000, let us say. So they just bought, all right, $100,000 just to get my license, that's it. Had it not been for the license, they might not have even gotten E&O insurance. But fortunately, they did because this umbrella policy that they had purchased – had a $5 million limit. And once you have a claim under any underlying policy, the umbrella now kicks in over the top of that to cover any difference. Now, again, you want to get good information from your insurer, from your agent, from your broker. This isn't the same in every case. But this commercial umbrella cost this business a few hundred dollars a year, three, four hundred dollars a year. It wasn't much. And that's the, the, the beauty of umbrella policies is they're priced very cheap. You know, a $5 million commercial um, liability policy might be thousands of dollars a year, might be $10,000 a year because it's the primary insurance. The umbrella policy is considered to be over the top of that. So the, the, premiums for those are relatively small and in this case because of the fact that they had a claim against one of their other policies that was you know a huge claim but their policy didn't cover it this umbrella paid the difference and covered the difference so you know eight hundred thousand dollars would have probably put this company out of business if they had to pay that claim out of pocket the damages out of pocket, but the fact that they had this commercial umbrella policy saved the day and allowed the company to continue in business. And now, whether or not the commercial auto should have covered the claim or not, again, is debatable. But an umbrella policy for how cheap it is, and if your agent's not offering this to you, you should ask them how much it's going to be. And you can check into different limits, $2 million, $5 million, even $10 million. You may find the difference is not that much. You know, going from 5 to $10 million might only be 100 or $200 more a year, depending on what business you're in. In addition to that, how can an umbrella policy allow you to do more business? How can it help you make more sales? Well, if you are presenting or pitching a contract or a proposal to a client and you have other competitors pitching to that client and the pricing is about the same, right? Let's say if you have a, a $50,000 contract that you're pitching and you're at $48,000, somebody else is at $52,000, somebody else is at $46,000, whatever it is. 
you may not be the lowest bidder. And you know, as you know, not every client goes with the lowest bidder. But as long as you're in the ballpark within a, you know, a certain percentage of the lowest bidder, if you can put in your bid proposal you know, that you have insurance coverage up to $10 million, that may be a huge factor in that client deciding to go with you because you know there's a lot of different considerations that a client's going to use you know even though you're the lowest bidder or somebody's the lowest bidder if they have to worry about well what happens if something goes wrong what if somebody gets hurt what if there's damages what if there's injuries um, you want to make sure that when you're choosing a vendor that there's more to it than just the price the fact that you have these coverages gives the client some confidence in you. First of all, that you have the coverage if something goes wrong. But second of all, that you've taken the time and consideration to have these coverages and that an insurance company was willing to give it to you. They must think very well of you if they're willing to give you that much coverage. The fact that you're putting it in your bid proposal, not every vendor may put their insurance coverages in the proposal. In fact, you have to be careful how you do that, right? Because your insurance doesn't cover them, so you're not you don't want to make it seem like you're giving them insurance. But you you can have your corporate counsel and attorney word it properly to, to you know be able to demonstrate that you do have this kind of insurance um, in a way that doesn't create liability for you or create coverage for a third party that doesn't exist. You want to make sure you do it the right way. But the point is that if the vendor or the client sees that you as a vendor have extra coverages to make sure that if something happens, you're not going to go out of business. And that's a benefit to them, right? If you have a lawsuit against you, even for something unrelated to their contract, you know, if you have $10 million worth of coverage, they don't have to worry about you shutting down your manufacturing because somebody tripped and fell on your sidewalk. Where a competitor who only has you know, minimum coverage of $500,000 on their business, somebody trips and falls on the sidewalk for a $2 million claim, they might be out of business. So for an extra couple thousand dollars on your bid, if you're $2,000 more than the next person on a $50,000 contract, your client might think, well, for that two grand, I'm buying an extra $10 million worth of um, peace of mind that this business is going to be around. And for most clients, price is part of it, but you know, they're also thinking long term. They're thinking about am I going to get delivery of this service or product? Especially this day and age with supply chain problems and and um, inventory problems, this type of security for the deliverable is something that's of value that can help you sell more. So look at commercial umbrella, it's a good way to make the number higher for your total protection of your business. And that's something that you can leverage with potential clients and even with employees or landlords or um, product suppliers to help you get better terms on the people you do business with because they know that they have less to worry about with your financial security and viability should there be some type of problem.